Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 61, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is Jetson Shepherd, and that guy is Robert J. Jelly the Third. That's not it. I'm just going to go with yeah. <laughs> Rob Jelly of the Jelly Factory. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's amazing. Do you know what the amount of times it's happened that people go? <gasps> You know what that means, don't you? When what? you have children, you have jelly babies. That's true, yes. And they always ask, you know, if I've got, like, shares in, you know, some sort of sweet... Round trees or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bassets. Bassets is another one. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't. <laughs> Stupidly, I haven't. It's such a great name, though. It we, is. We, we, don't, we don't talk about your name, how bizarre it is. It is quite it's a strange bizarre. name. bizarre. So that means you're... I mean, I'm assuming my ancestors were shepherds. Mm-hmm. Therefore, your ancestors were jelly people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I no, I don't know. I literally have no idea where the, the, the. I mean, they know the name comes from Scandinavia, like nine hundred years ago. I can work it out. It was so cast out by the Norwegian king when he got a bit angry and kicked a load of people out of like Scandinavia and sent us all to Scotland. And then we decided it was too cold there and went south. So like jelly, gelatin, maybe horses. I, I honestly don't know. I genuinely don't know. I can't find the origins of the name. Okay. It wasn't even jelly to start with. It was gel. Long, long, long time ago. Oh, that sounds French. Skint, skint, well, Gel. yeah, the French got involved at some point. Okay. But I don't know exactly when, 12th century perhaps? Is this why you're Rob J. Jelly the Third? Well. Because there's been two in, in history, I reckon. Two, just two of us. <laughs> and I'm the third one. Yeah. That's it, no more. No more. No more. It. It's the hat trick is complete. How's your week been? Uh, yeah, all right, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. As uh, people have um, been familiar with, we recorded both of these back-to-back, yeah. so... We have, um, to, we have to do some admin, though, at the start. We have we to do have to do some pretend admin. that there's been a week in between. Yeah, so let's pretend... What, I'd, what did I do this week? Well, yeah, this week I, I rescued a cat. Did you know? Yeah, I rescued a cat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was... Um, it was um, well, basically what it was, mate, it, it was playing poker with people it shouldn't have been playing poker with, uh, got in a lot of debt yeah. and had to be rescued. So I went in there, threw a few punches, yeah. you know, karate chopped a couple of them in the neck and then grabbed the cat under the left arm and legged it out with a burrito in the other hand. That was my week, really. That was, that's a pretty good week to, yeah. to be fair. The rest of it I spent hunkered down in a bunker yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just hiding out, really. I've only come out for this. Really, because I've had a similar week where um, I entered the Guinness Book of Records challenge to be the guy that ate the most halloumi in one sitting. Oh, yeah, and uh, I, I I actually won. I, I ate a fifty thousand tons worth. It's quite impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. It's, it's pretty impressive. So that's been my week. I've been yeah. just recovering from that. Quite quite gassy afterwards. Quite yes, whoa. exactly. Sort of quite sits on the stomach, doesn't it, halloumi? <laughs> I love halloumi. It's a lot Come of squeaking, on. though, isn't it? A lot of squeaking to eat fifty thousand tons of halloumi. It does. It's the only, is it the only food that makes noises as you eat it? Yeah. That and custard creams. Does it? So what, what, well, there's a bit of a crunch of a custard cream. Obviously, it's not squeaky. That's true. So we've got squid or octopus. Actually, would probably do a similar sort of thing. Ah, oh, that's just make that's not nice. No, it makes me th- it make, puts me off it. What squid? Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I mean, they're not like an everyday food, squid and octopus. It depends if, though, if you're a pescatarian. Okay, yeah, true. This is true. But yeah. I, I just don't think they're really an everyday food. 
Would you um, would you eat a live? You know, in some countries they have like um, they eat like live octopuses and stuff like that. Yeah, no, into that? no, I wouldn't. It'd be too weird. What if I double dared you? Well, as you know, I'm contractually obliged by uh, law of the world that if I'm dared, I have to. But yeah, but if you're double dared, that'd be unfair. Then, then it's, you have to. You have to. You're under pain of death. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, God, if you dare God. someone, then they, they they have a way out. If you double nah, dare, see, them, I don't. No way I, out. I, th- I just think if you dare me, I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My only two rules of dares are: don't get me arrested, don't get me killed. God, that's, that leaves that's, a lot. Oh, it's a big window well, for me exactly. to call there through. Right big, there. It's a big old window still to jump through. In fairness, yeah. just don't get me arrested. Don't get me a criminal record. Don't get me medically induced comas or death. Have you? Uh, I know we're rambling here, guys, but um, we usually spend ten minutes talking about our week. But we haven't had a week to talk about. So no, we've had about fifteen minutes where we watched a bit of carpool karaoke on YouTube. Yeah, uh, went for a wee, and and we came back to record this week's podcast. I, I am interested. Have you ever been close to being arrested or in trouble with the police or anything like that? No. Come on. No. No, I'm too quick. <laughs> I'm too. Oh, here we go. Here no, we go. Uh, no. Um, I if 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 here I had go, to, guys. Here no, we go. No, if if I had to think of something that could have got me in trouble. Okay, okay. It's it wasn't even in this country. It okay. was in Canada. Well, there's no rules in Canada. Do anything. Yeah, to an extent, but no, it was in Canada, and um, I was out there, and their drinking laws are 19. And I was only 18 oh, at the time. Oh, really? Okay. I was 21. And, um, no, it's, I think it's 19 in Canada. Oh, okay. I think it's 19. I might right. be wrong. If it's 21, it's 21. But um, I was 18. So UK age, I was old enough, but yeah. not old enough in Canada. And we went out and we had a night out. And um, yeah, I was hanging out the side of a passenger door of a people carrier. <laughs> nice. <laughs> at like 3 a.m. in the morning. Nice. Um, that, that... Should, should have definitely got done for some sort of ASBO or yeah. know, antisocial behaviour. <laughs> I've been to Canada and I could have talked my way out of it I was British you know what I mean they love the accent oh they do just say the word trousers to them a few times they get let you off I mean like the British accent does sorry if there's any way. Canadians listening no offence men I love the Canadians I do genuinely love the country I've been three times I've been to Montreal once um, just because I really love bound to Montreal so I went go-karting once in Quebec in Quebec and there's a true story yeah. but um, for no reason other than it was the nearest one to where we were <laughs> Yeah, I like, like I do like Canada. I've been there once because I really like Montreal bands. So me and my friend, we were in New York. And we were like, let's go to Montreal because there's loads of stuff fun. happening there. Yeah, because because we love Montreal bands. Went Why there, not? Absolutely, be all to do there. <laughs> like we were lied to in all those songs. Um, but yeah, I think we've rambled on quite a lot now, Rob. I think that's a sufficient amount of rambling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we should get on with the podcast this yeah. week. Let's go uh, on to format. Take 61. Uh, two more shows to break down the pilot episodes of and put them into our league table. Uh, if you haven't uh, listened back to Take, take 60 yet, um, on, under the description of Take 60 will be a full up-to-date version yes. of the league table um, with all the shows we've done so far, all yeah. 120. Because this isn't just With a podcast. This is a journey, mission, quest, a journey. adventure. <laughs> yeah, more words. Come on, what's another word for adventure? Um, a your raison d'etre. Oh, wow, let's just stick with that one. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the uh, we've been given the quest to find the greatest pilot episode of a TV show of all time. Now, Which means we've got to watch them all. When you were first approached by the powers that be to do this quest, uh-huh. you were reluctant at first. 
You you said no. Well, not get me on that well, horse in, again. In fairness, yeah, I mean, that was a bit apprehensive. Then I said, well, hang on, how many shows are there? And they said, there's only a couple of hundred at Tops. Yeah. So I thought, well, it'd take a couple of years, but why not? Yeah. I know a man who could probably help me out. Yeah. That and was you. And I was, in, I was in prison at the time, in a Vietnamese prison. Yeah. We can't talk about that. Yeah. And you, and you were like, we've got to break him out. So, so hide the A-team. Hide the A-team. Naturally. They, yeah, they, they slipped some chewing gum and some explosives um, inside someone's false leg. Yep. Um, and I got that, broke you got out. You out. And, and we've been ever here at Post Pop HQ ever since. Yeah, just on the run. It's all good. And I'm enjoying it, Rob. It's, we've I'm done, enjoying we've it. We've done 120 shows so far. Uh, we've looked at 120 episodes so far. Yeah. That's mental. Stuff from the 50s, stuff from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the noughties, and even more recent than that as well. Uh, all genres, cartoons, uh, sitcoms, documentaries, actions, documentaries indeed, um, stuff that's been three hours long, stuff that's been 20 minutes long, so yeah. it covers all spectrums and your suggestions are very welcome as well on this quest. Yeah. Um, however, for the next 45 minutes or so, we would like to discuss two shows specifically yes. and the first one is mine, it is the 90s gargantuan... Ooh. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. theme tune wasn't in F-Zero X on the Nintendo 64 there was something wrong with the people of Nintendo this is the sort of theme tune you should hear on that it's 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 thrash metal isn't it and I think it might be the only television show in history to have thrash metal theme tune that is actually so socially acceptable to sing out loud I think it's like a mishmash of Japanese and American culture um, Very much so. It's what, what the idea of what the Japanese think like rock music is. So they're just like, yeah, yeah, we'll just do this. Yeah, and actually, I think when they, when the first person did that, they probably smashed it out on a piano because naturally that's where most sort of compositions start. Yeah, and they went, it'll probably be brass. We'll probably have like brass, like trumpets, like you know, like it's kind of almost like a big band style kind of performance. And then yeah. someone went, oh no, no, no. Heavy metal guitars, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And then someone got out the guitar, the distortion pedal right up and there went... <laughs> and it was all like... Yeah, that kind of works. It's an iconic theme song, mate. It's an- cracking. It is so catchy. Can I just say, I'd actually never seen a full episode of Power Rangers before. Really? Never seen it. I've seen the latest Power Ranger movie. Right. Which this closely, very, very closely... Uh, uh, emulates. Oh, Obviously, the film was made recently. Well, yeah. I mean, this is uh, this episode was aired on the fir- on the twenty eighth of August, nineteen ninety three. So he's currently okay. twenty five years old, and it looks like it. Yeah, yeah, but that's <laughs> fine. Um, this original series of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers yep. ran from ninety three to ninety nine, and there's been 
spin-off, renamed, rebranded versions of it yeah. in other guises ever since, and it's still running to this day. Um, in fact, the last episode was uh, released earlier this year in 2018, uh, taking the grand total of episodes to 854. So this wow. is a quite a show. I'm not just talking about something that was a, a small hit for four or five years in the 90s. This is 25 years' worth of continuous yeah. production. Um the essence of it is actually summed up in a way by the opening couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see these couple of astronauts on a planet. They open what looks like a kind of uh, dustbin. Uh, well, yeah, I mean it's got, well the thing's called Day of the Dump uh, Day of the Dumpster. Yep. Uh, they open the lid of this bin dumpster. It looks like a kind of um, archaeological find. Yeah. Uh, and out of it pops out these sort of creatures and this woman sort of an empress of some sort evil empress alien woman it's hard um, to describe it is quite hard to describe actually uh, her name is um, Rita Repulsa yep uh, and I fear that she will become sort of a, an arch nemesis of Power Rangers yep. as time goes on mm-hmm. she is trying to get back to Earth she seems to be on a planet that has um, well sunshine um, because it's daylight not space is above yep. so she's not on the moon key point but she's close enough to see the Earth. Very strange. Not sure where she is. Um, but then there's this head, a holographic head, a bit like uh, Holly in, in Red, Red Dwarf, Dwarf, which goes right back to the start of the pilot podcast. Yep. We did like episode two or three. It's more like the Wizard of Oz. Um, you know, oh yes, a bit more like that. Yeah, very good. Um, and he instructs his robot android automaton thing to recruit a group of teenagers with attitude. Yeah. It's basically a midget in a suit. It's just a midget in yeah, a, in a it robot is. suit. Uh, right? okay. Absolutely. It's. Um, Are we allowed to say a midget? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do you know my thing about midgets? Go on. I, I like for the last ten years, I've tried to befriend midgets. Every time, every every time I've seen a little person, I was like, ah, oh, it'd be really cool to have a little person, my friend. I say hello to them they are not interested in being my friend not you and I've, I've, I've thought that they've spoken to everyone all the kind of like little people have spoken to each other and they've said don't be mates with Jed because even I like, just look, look at them in the street I just walk past I give a nod I walk past the midget in the street I just give a little nod just just to say like uh, I'm aware exactly <laughs> and they just do not like the look you of don't me. realize you're now going around just nodding at people don't you I'm nodding at little people the, yeah well I would like nothing more <laughs> Than having a little person just sh- just showing up, to, like going to see some mates, showing up with a little I, person. I, I think I might see a hole in your problem. A hole in my problem. Oh, there's a problem. I'll see the doctor about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's referring to them as little people. That might be your issue, mate. What? What? My, my... What if they're either dwarfs or they are midgets? It's, there's a, there is dwarfism, and there are two different places for it. You might be We're you digging might... ourselves a massive mate, hole. I'm here. not digging a hole at all, mate. You're the one calling them little people. Anyway, look. My point is, go back to my quote, right? The quote from the the head. In this, this, this um, Zordon is his name. Yeah. He says, recruit a group of teenagers with attitude. Yeah. Surely all teenagers have attitude. Yeah. We were all teenagers the once. The right kind we of attitude, though. Oh, I see. Yeah, the hero kind, Rob. The hero kind. Yeah. So why does he hire this five? <laughs> Good shout. Because two of them may be, at best. Um, two of them, yeah. I mean, Jason and Zach. Yeah. Um, they seem to be adept at a bit of acrobatics, a bit of gymnastics, maybe a bit of karate, kung fu. Yeah. But outside of that, the other three, man, I'm not seeing them being world-saving superheroes. Chinese even girl. With, even with superpowers. I don't, they, 
a Chinese I'm girl not, can flip around. Yeah. And, but I'm still not entirely convinced. The other girl. There's also jump. lots of other things wrong with this show okay. in that. Um, well, I mean, let's just cut to the, straight to the chase. So there's five Power Rangers. If you've never seen it before, I don't know how, but um, and I've they never seen are. It. Uh, they're played by so the actor, the characters' names are Jason, uh, Trini, Zach, Kimberly, and Billy. Now Jason is the red Power Ranger. Mm-hmm. Trini is the yellow Power Ranger. Zach is the black one. Kimberly is the pink one, and Billy is the blue one. Yeah, you laugh there because you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> yes. So Jason's a red one. Um, whatever. Trini um, is the Asian lady who is yellow. <laughs> yes. Zach is the black guy who plays the black Power Ranger. Yeah. Kimberly is the little girly sort of like airhead type. She's yeah. the pink one. Yeah. And Billy, who's the kind of like nervous disposition but quite brainy guy, he's the blue one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the blue and the red are, you can sort of <laughs> take them away. But the other three, I'm thinking, there's definitely some stereotyping going on yeah. here. Massive stereotyping going on. I'd like to think that that was an accident, but probably Let's not. Let's be honest, it wasn't yeah. an accident, was it? And no. this isn't a time where these things weren't as sensitive as they should be. So yeah. on behalf of those people, apologies. Um, it's not your fault, Rob. Well, on behalf, of, maybe, on but behalf of them. Yeah. Um, it's uh, They are teenagers there at uh, school. They all seem to be good mates. They, they're quite... A, we said this about the A-team. On paper, they should not be for... They shouldn't be friends, um, really. You know, associates, really. And these five on the surface don't really strike me as the most obvious group of friends. Well, I guess what links them all together is they spend a hell of a lot of time hanging out in the gym. And the juice bar. In the juice bar, yeah. Which I think is the same room, just with his furniture moved around. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely the same. It's like Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one side's the calf, one side's the uh, the school hallway. Yeah. Um, Zordon and Alpha 5. So the Zordon is the, is the holographic head, yeah. and Alpha 5 is the little robot thing. They're in charge of the Earth's safety, essentially. They are the health and safety executives of Earth. Who appointed them, though? I don't, I don't know. That's yeah. the question i And why there's only two? If, if, it's, if it's trying to save Earth... Yeah, and why, why are they not human? Yeah. Like, why is one a hologram, one a robot? True. Or maybe they can't trust humanity to save itself. Could be a deeper storyline to this uh, this show than you previously thought, Mm -hmm. isn't it? You didn't think Power Rangers was going to get this deep, but it is. Uh, They are clearly in charge of detecting, you know, bad stuff from space to come and, you know, harm Earth. So they detect that uh, Rita has been unleashed after 10,000 years trapped in the dustbin. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, go with it. (laughs) So she's been released by these dipstick astronauts. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's now planning her revenge on Earth. She's going to come back and take yep. it down. So many questions that were sprung from this this show. My so first many one is, questions. she isn't scary. Kick her in the face. Yeah, I mean, she's not that scary. She's coming towards me with her big long nails going, I'm going to get you. Yeah, she's wearing a big old costume. She's not going to move very quickly. You could quite easily trip her up. Throw a rock at just her. Step, just stand on the back of her robe. Yeah. She'll fall yeah. over like Madonna down the steps. Exactly. We've all seen that video. Um, also, as well, I don't know, this is obviously a deliberate ploy to make her seem less threatening whilst also being the bad person. But the ADR for her was terrible. I think it's terrible for everyone in general. I think everyone. I'm not sure it's as bad for everyone else. I think it's deliberately worse for her. I feel like I get the impression it's done so to make her less menacing. No, I think they recorded it. They they recorded the sounds separately so they could dub this into multiple different languages. Um, so, That's a good idea. Yeah, so, so yeah. they were like, guys, we'll, don't worry, we'll record the sound later. And they just recorded it on someone's Game Boy, um, <laughs> like in a skit, because the sound's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not great, is it? It's not great. 
Um, and talking of other production stuff and sound effects and extra sort of foley and things like that, uh, the episode isn't 20 minutes long, so it doesn't take very long to watch at all. Yeah. And essentially, Rita's coming down to Earth to destroy it, so Zordon and Alpha 5 get together, beam up the five teenagers, mm-hmm. teach them about the safety of Earth. They've been chosen, given their magic badges, and they put them on their belts and... Well, they got to do Magic is- dinosaur badges. I Sorry. never noticed that before. There were dinosaurs. I never related. noticed it. I didn't either. know this thing was about dinosaurs. No, who knew this was? I about I knew dinosaurs? there was a separate dinosaur um, one called uh, Dino Force or something. Yeah, I didn't know the first very first series was about dinosaurs as well. Yeah, absolutely. And what's so that got to do with anything? They kind of they kind of given the powers of prehistoric prehist- priests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way of describing it because. Scott, uh, Jason Lee Scott, the Red Power Ranger, is given the power of Tyrannosaurus. He wins, straight away. Obviously. Um, Trini Khan uh, is the Yellow Power Ranger. She's given the power of the Sabertooth Tiger. Rubbish. <laughs> compared to a dinosaur. To, to compared to a T-Rex, yeah. Uh, Zach Taylor, the black guy, uh, is given the power of Triceratops. Oh, he gets a good dinosaur as well, yeah. Good dinosaur. Yeah, yep. Uh, Kimberly Hart is the pink Power Ranger. She gets the pterodactyl. That's kind of cool as well. Not bad, yeah, but, yeah. you know, big pointy head. Yep. And Billy Cranston, the blue uh, Power Ranger, gets the... Oh, no, no, no. Um, Zach is the woolly mouth. Oh, that's right. And Billy is the triceratops. What animal would you have? If you were a Power Ranger... Prehistoric animal. Yeah. Dangerous prehistoric animal. Or any animal that's dangerous. Probably a velociraptor. Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, it's quite a typical one to go for, in fairness, yeah. but I feel like being quite quick and that kind of goes for me in that way. I'd be an owl. Oh. Have you seen how dangerous owls are? Stealthy and ninja-like. Have you seen what an owl done to yeah. Ian Lee? Every day? Uh, yeah. Last week? Oh, yeah. Him in hospital? Talons. Yeah. And like on Netflix right now, there's a, t- there's, a, there's a TV show called The Staircase, which is a true crime case. And about this woman who died. And one of the theories is she got killed by an owl. Really? Yep. Watch it. Evil owl. Yeah. Watch the owls. I'll be seeing you. Um, <laughs> so they uh, they all inherit these powers. They also inherit these giant robot versions of the dinosaurs, the prehistoric <laughs> yeah. beasts, there's which so they can rules. just jump into and, and control like Transformers. Yeah. A little bit. So there's a, there's a sort of... Very obvious, but sort of tenuous yeah. link there to Transformers. Um, and they, yeah, they basically have to save the world. So Rita sends down one of her minions who she makes super large. They all go, okay, we can't beat this thing on our, you know, apart. We have to come together. But one thing I'm confused with, just before we go, why were they, why were these five teenage losers picked to be the Power Rangers? I what? don't know, mate. Because did, they were the did, five, did I miss it? Because they were a group of teenagers with attitude. Okay. I guess that I guess that Zordon We're and in... Alpha Five had done a scan of all the teenagers on Earth, right, right, and looked for groups of five and went for the ones with the best attitude. Or did they go for the ones with the correctly coordinated T-shirt colours? That might have also been a part of the because the uh, Red Ranger was wearing a red T-shirt. Was. Yeah, it's very pink true. Ranger was wearing a pink T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, they could have been a part of the criteria. Yeah, and they were very reluctant to do it as well. So they weren't exactly heroic. They were I'm reluctant. A peach T-shirt. What does that make me? The pink, pink. one. Moving on, um, <laughs> there is a fight scene in it. Um, it's very Transformers esque. Um, yeah. Actually, reminded me quite a lot of the Beastie Boys video Intergalactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which which was quite a nice sort of like uh, side thought that came up there. But when they were fighting, they and they they were just the 
Power Rangers themselves without the dinosaurs and the coming together of, to make the great big Transformer robot thing. Yeah. When they were punching and kicking mm-hmm. the bad guys and being punched and kicked, was it me or was all the punch noises metal or metal? Um, it was like frying pan on, on sort of... I think it's the same punch noises that they did when the robots were fighting, right? The dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. So like, it's not, rather than it being like a kind of sort of sound, yeah. you know, with the fist, you know, to sort of soft to soft. Yeah. It was all very much sort of like hard to hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was all, for, I can't even think, I've got like a pen and a cup here, but like it was more like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's not a punch sound. Like, I know that no punch sounds really... When you punch something, yeah, yeah. it's very much more of just a dead thud. Well, I'm assuming this was so there's edited. A bit more, there's a bit more kind of oomph given to it in post-production, but it was just yeah. it was just a wrong sound. It's like they hit the wrong note on the Casio keyboard. Well, this was like produced and created by Saban, which is a Japanese company who yeah. did all those shows. So they obviously used what they use normally for their shows, for the Japanese shows, and it is a little bit exaggerated, kind of like overemphasized kind of fight It's like they noises. didn't have, you know, fist-to-face sound effect, but they had sword-to-saucepan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ah, that dude, chuck it in. That's <laughs> in my, my biography, sword-to-saucepan, the Jet <laughs> Shepherd. <laughs> um, it was fun. It was silly yeah, and yeah. fun and light, and it's clearly a show for children, uh, teenagers at best, I guess. Um... I'm not entirely sure what the message is from this show. I like, think the as, message... As a show that's supposed to be shown at, like, yeah. know, maybe school home time. Well, the message is, if you are studious and good in school, like these kids are, then you can save the world yourselves. The most unassuming of people can be heroes and and bullies. Can we talk about the bullies for a second? Yeah. Those two bullies in school, who are maybe 45 Bulk, and 64 years Bulk old. and Sulk or something, are they yeah. called? The oldest students of all time. Have they been held back 40 years? <laughs> Um, they're, they're just bullies for the sake of it like real yeah. cartoon bullies like hey get away from this thing like you're no good at this and blah 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 real yeah, stereotype stop me yeah and uh, they get they get thrown around by girls which is obviously quite amusing yeah because they're big big lads um, and again I don't really see the point of them we, we get it we get it that the kids in school yeah. have unique abilities that make them good good fighters etc because they obviously had to pick good fighters in the first place yeah because Jason's a, like a karate instructor yeah. and like Billy's quite smart so he hasn't necessarily got the physicality of it but he's got the smarts and yeah, the yeah. sort of thought process um, like Kimberly's a gymnast yeah uh, Trini's a gymnast as well but sort of maybe she does a bit of martial arts too yeah so yeah it's it's a weird yeah but it's a very weird combination of people I'm not going to lie to you one thing I do like is when the the robot equivalents because just to, to reiterate again they're not only dressed up in multicoloured costumes who fight monsters but also they have analo- big massive uh, analogue versions of themselves um, f- big monsters f- basically big massive robots fighting other big massive robots um, but also if you put those robots together they become something called Megazord or, or if you like Optimus Prime basically a big Optimus <laughs> Prime um, where they all sit inside the control panel in his like eyes and, and fight big monsters um, so it's essentially Pacific Rim oh yes it's, that's the exact same story of Pacific Rim yeah besides the fact that when they are fighting they can't fight outside they can only fight inside the robots um, 
so yeah, it's like a proto-Pacific Rim. And this show is mega popular, as, as Rob said earlier yeah. on. Like, it's not going away as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not got much substance to it, I don't think, but it's fun, it's it's simple, um, yeah. and and clearly it's a hit with kids. Like, all kids love a little bit of a punch-up. It's and, my four-year-old nephew's favourite show. Yeah? Yeah, so um, I guess an extra point for that. All right, excellent stuff. Um, I don't have a lot more to say about it. I mean, you can't argue with 850 episodes over 25 years. Oh, wow. Um, the wow. amount of reboots and the films and the merchandise that have come off it can't be can't be taken away from it. Yeah. Um, but I want to watch more. Not really. I'm not yeah. that bothered. But if it's on... And there's nothing else. I could quite easily watch it in the background. I could watch in the background, or I would be quite happy with the TV off as well. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. didn't mind it. I actually surprisingly enjoyed the film version, which was essentially this first episode stretched out for 90 minutes. <laughs> um, and it was actually quite good. So I actually enjoyed it. Um, this was all right. It's all right. It was okay. It, yeah, it it's okay. Fine. So we'll give it a score in a little bit. It has got a cracking theme tune, though. Very, 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 very good. good theme yeah. tune. Um, like, like it gets another extra point. It gets so an extra point. Um, Points right, are creeping let, up. Let's let's talk about the other show because I think this one's going to take a little bit longer to talk about, yeah. and I think it's going to be a little bit more popular. Um, it is a classic. It's slightly you say older. That. Okay. Slightly older. I feel like that was shots fired across the bow of my um, one there. So, 1993. <laughs> we go back ten years for your choice. The 1983. Yeah. The no way is, is it that old. 1983. Wow. Okay, so my choice uh, to go up against the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is the 80s children's classic beloved by many, Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, look! A Dungeons and Dragons ride! Where do I start? Um, Probably at the beginning would be a good idea. Yeah. This is my favourite cartoon of all time, I would say. And that's a big claim. That is a very big claim. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the best cartoon of all time, but it's my favourite, the one I've probably watched the most. I've got this on DVD, and I don't really like DVDs, but I bought it on DVD <laughs> since it came out. Before it was on DVD, I bought it on VCD off eBay. Wow. Which, remember that? Video no, CDs? No, that was literally around like mini-disc for about 10 minutes. It was when people just were able to like spend 50 hours downloading something off the internet and then putting it onto a onto a CD which you played on your computer um, because I was obsessed and the, we used to be before it was out on DVD there was no information about this TV show ever so you just go in the, onto the internet and be like what's the deal with this show like it was always repeated multiple times it was originally out in, in 83 but I think it only came to the UK maybe the late 80s, early 90s? Very possibly. And um, it, it gets repeated multiple times because there's not very many episodes. No, 27 to be precise, over three seasons. That's right. And not evenly split either. You might be thinking, oh, 27, three, that's nine each. No, not exactly. the case. Yeah. And just to give you a rough overview of what this show's about, it's about a bunch of kids. They go onto what's called a Dungeon Dragons ride in a theme park in America and they get on it. And lo and behold, it transports them to a magical land where they're not kids anymore. They have magical powers, a little bit like, like the Power, Rangers. Power Rangers. But their magic powers don't consist of them dressing up like uh, weirdos. <laughs> no, they do dress up like weirdos. <laughs> they do though, dress up like weirdos. But medieval weirdos. Yes, yeah, but they have the added disability of not being home. They're trapped in this magical realm. With realm. a baby unicorn called uni now the powers that these kids have got is uh you've got uh, a barbarian uh-huh 
um, and that's uh, Bobby. Then you've got Diana, who is the gymnast. Yep. Then you've got Sheila, who is, she can turn invisible, and they call her the thief. Oh, she's got like an invisible um, cape, isn't she? Yeah. A little yeah. bit like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got Hank, who's an archer. Yep. Um, Eric. Uh, Eric, who's, th- who's got a shield. And then and you've Presto. got Presto, who's the wizard. Um, and I just off the top of my head, I didn't even use my notes for that. Um, and the thing, the thing about these magical powers is, uh, this is all about wish fulfillment. When you're a kid, you want to have magic powers. Yep. And f- when I first watched this, I was like, I can go to a, a theme park or a, a fun fair and be transported to a magical realm and get powers. This so... I was always conscious of this. So every time I went to a theme park when I was little or a, a fanfare, I was like, I'm one step away from getting that wizard, that wizard hat or getting that uh, bow and arrow. And I guess now I've taken up archery, I'm one step closer, mate. You are even closer. <laughs> I'm one step closer. So it's all about, and the entire series of Dungeons Dragons is about these kids trying to get home back to America. Well- yeah, I mean, we talk about these whole new characters or new journeys that you go on and, and, and kind of going on them with them. Yeah. In the, in the intro, you get introduced to the fact that they're normal kids in a fun fair theme park. Yeah. They get on a ride and they disappear through a wormhole into mm-hmm. another time and space. Yeah. And you seem to uh, immediately get the impression that it's only just happened. And then they, they start talking about getting home and, oh, he keeps disappearing because they, they talk about uh, the Dungeon Master. Yes, Dungeon Master is their guide through, through the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And which is a little squat Danny DeVito type guy. <laughs> yes, right, yeah. Sort of cross between Danny DeVito and Gollum. <laughs> yeah. um, he appears and disappears willy-nilly. And over the, the first five Giving minutes or ten, he, well, a few of them... Um, Eric um, and... uh, Hank, Bobby? I think Hank. They both say something, each individually, apart apart from each other, that make me think that they've been there quite a while. Yeah. Or at least long enough that they're familiar with the fact that they are in another land, they're trying to get home still, and that Dungeon Master isn't really helping as much as he probably could do. Do you know what the reason for that is? Because I used to think that as well. You can watch any of these episodes stand alone in any order, um, and just because you know. So you don't. So you don't think it's in, essential to watch them in order. N- not at all. You can watch these in any. See, that's order. slightly disappointing because I'd like to think that okay, even if we're going to join the journey part way through yep. in episode one, yep. that we are going to go on the journey in order with them and get ever so closer to getting home, to and and, and hopefully one day they do. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you're going to be sorely disappointed because the show was cancelled before they ever got home. No! <laughs> so there's 27 episodes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and the 28th episode, which which is called Requiem, was never was never made. But fans, because the script's online, fans have made their own version of it. It's not great. Um, <laughs> so I know what happens at the end. But there's so, so basically, so the story is they're stuck in this magical room trying to get yeah. home. They have to fight because Dungeons and Dragons was obviously a board game stroke dice game, which is really, really famous. Well, this is what I was going to ask you is actually, yeah. is this show based out of the board game? Yeah, it's based or on the vice, rules. Right, fine. It's based on the rules of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it made it even more popular um, across the world. And um, the monsters that they face within Dungeons and Dragons cartoon 
reflect monsters you find in the Dungeons and Dragons advanced book. Um, See, part of this made me think of Stranger Things. Very, very Stranger Things, yes. Because they are playing a board game, Little Dungeons and Dragons esque. Yep, yep. In the basement Mm -hmm. at the start of the pilot episode of that, which we talked about several weeks ago now. Yeah, yeah. And um, the the big bad in in this uh, TV show, the person that's trying to stop them from getting back home. Venger! Venger! Right, I've got a question about Venger. I know everything about him. Everything? I do, actually. Yeah. Why has he only got one horn? That's. I think that's explained in an episode. Like, Ooh, I, okay. I can't remember what happens. Um, it's, like he, it's like he's missing one. So, so Like his costume's falling apart. Yeah, so Dungeon Master is the good guy that's trying to help the kids. Yep. Avengers trying to stop them. Now, this is where this... Why, Why would he want to stop them from getting home? What have they done? Exactly. This is where this be- is transcends a cartoon. Because although I said you can watch it in any order... Yeah. You get clues to, to, to figure out what's really going on here. This isn't just about this magical realm where the kids have to find monsters. For and they no- haven't accidentally fallen through the wormhole. No, They've been no. deliberately pulled through it. There's stuff happening here. And... Again, this this show's like 30-odd years old, so me saying this right now isn't really going to spoil it for anyone. Venger is the Dungeon Master's son. What? That only gets revealed in the unproduced final episode, where you find out he's uh, Dungeon Master's son. And Dungeon Master basically lost him to to the kind of dark side of it. Um, So it's Star Wars? It's basically Star Wars, yeah. But also, there's episodes where Venger, you realise Venger isn't as bad as he make, makes it out. Sometimes he lets them go and you figure out, and Venger actually gives you clues that Dungeon Master is the thing that's keeping them there. So that's in your mind. I'm so confused. <laughs> that's in your mind that Dungeon Master is possibly the bad guy and is keeping the kids there for some arcane reason. Which is why he's not being very helpful. Just talking in riddles. What? Just tell them how to get home, mate. Just tell them how to get home. Over there, behind that tree. Venger's being straight. Um... So there's this weird, like, dynamic going on that's so interesting to me. Um, Are you not reading stuff into this that isn't actually no, there? No, I'm not. This, this is it. And don't forget, the Dungeons & Dragons um, rulebook and the game in general is very, very complicated, very multi-layered. So they've put this into the cartoon. Mm, okay. Um, and then also you've got the other kind of monster that's that frequents this TV show, which is Tiamat, which is the three-headed dragon. Oh, there's five. Oh, five, sorry, five-headed dragon. And uh, it's the only thing that Venger's scared of. Because that was the most questionable thing about this episode. <laughs> How many heads does the dragon yeah. have? And that's the thing that Venger fears the most, Tiamat. So anytime Tiamat turns up, Venger goes, mental. But this particular episode, this pilot episode, is where the kids have to find Merlin. And you think, okay, I know Merlin. He's a wizard. Yep. He lives in a castle. Familiarity. He's going to help them out. Good. Good familiarity yeah, right exactly. there off the bat. And the reason why they need to find Merlin was be- is because these these dragons are around. Yeah. So this, these, these dragons... And they're threatening to burn down a village of some sort. Helix. Uh, exactly. But So there's, the, there's a dual reason where they go to Merlin because of these dragons, but also they want to get home and Merlin surely can help them get home. Um, and also, he's a wizard and Presto's into magic, so there's multiple reasons to go and see see Merlin. Do they ever say out loud, does any of the characters go, hey, Presto? Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah, that happens. I think there's an episode called, hey, no, P-R-E-S-T-O spells Presto is an episode. Uh, okay. Um, 
So um, they were. They go and see um, Merlin. Merlin, who lives in the castle That's on good. the clouds. Yeah, and uh, they uh, were previously told by Dungeon Master to be- beware someone with white or hair. Look for the white hair. Yeah, yeah. And so they go there, and he hasn't got white hair. Got grey hair. Yeah. So they're like, okay, this guy, this guy's fine. So he he says uh, he tries to help them, and but he also wants he wants Presto to stay with him, and and so he can pass on his his kind of magic to um to them. Because um, he's seventy years old. Yeah, he's been Merlin. There. You know, he's got to get pass it on to an apprentice. But then he has a white rabbit with him the whole time. He does, or. You might say a white hair. Dun dun dun. And this blew my mind as a kid. I was like, "Oh my god!" Mic drop. <laughs> so, so in the end, I mean, he was. They were being warned against Merlin, and Merlin, once Presto uses his kind of basic magic, um, to, to do what he thinks is helping out um, his friends, mm. he actually releases the dragons. Yeah. Because Merlin is actually Venger, and Venger needed someone who had a good heart. Yeah, if you're getting confused at this point, don't worry. You, you know, you know worse off than I am. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it kind of transpires that they were. Um, it was Venger all the time. Double cross, yeah. Um, and this is the kind of um, a, a trope that happens in, in Dungeons and Dragons quite a lot. They get tricked by Venger pretty much every episode. But they are kids. They are kids. And they have they have amazing weapons, but they do get tricked a lot. They do. Yeah. I mean, Hank is meant to be like the eldest one. He they're kind of leader, but he's he's not that great. He's all right. Yeah. I've got. I think I know the problem with this group. Okay. Eric. Ah. Okay. What's the, what's the problem with Eric? He's a knob. He is. He is, and he's got the worst weapon, right? The shield. Yeah. I mean. He is a whinger. Yep. I said this in the in last week's episode about yep. uh, Fletcher, about Mrs. Fletcher. Mm-hmm. You think you're supposed to like these people, but yeah. you go in initially and you're like, oh, kids have been pulled into another universe. They've been given these skills, abilities. Yeah. They've got to get home. There's, you know, I'm, I'm invested in them. I, I'm, I'm behind them. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely over the episode, you start to think, no, no, I don't like you. Come on. You're an idiot. And Eric, as far as I'm concerned, he can get stuck there. Okay, well, there's episodes... He gets on my nerves. He moans too much. He's a he's a entitled whinger. I think... Yeah, I agree in this first episode. But in other episodes, he does redeem himself a does little he? bit. Does he? Yeah, yeah. He better do. But you're right. He is annoying. Everybody hates him for, like, for good reason. Don't get me wrong. Like, Bobby is a little bit annoying, but then he's the young one. And he's sort of annoying in that little brother kind of way. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In that doesn't really think about consequences or the results of his actions yeah um you know like like a small child would do they don't they don't get sort of bogged down with the what happens if this or what about if that they just do so he like runs straight at the dragon at one point with his magical stick and um and obviously immediately the others are like oh no bobby and then, so I think it's um, Sheila. Diana? Yeah, it must be Sheila. Yeah. She she is the sister. She puts this spell on him, and it sort of pushes him right out of the way of the flames as the dragon breathes fire down. On him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he does get redeemed in the end. But what I wanted to kind of stress is, uh, even though this is the pilot episode, you mm-hmm. can watch them in any order. And I think this TV show and the episodes in in the twenty seven episodes 
are all kind of lodged into my brain. So when I'm doing something creative and I'm writing something, when I'm thinking of ideas, I generally go back to episodes of, of Dungeons & Dragons because there's so many interesting ideas here. For instance, there's a there's a episode in Series 2, first episode of Series 2, called The Girl Who Dreamed Tomorrow, right. about a psychic girl who can tell the future. And they're like, okay, well, you can tell us how to get home then. Um, so she goes, yeah, yeah, th- there's a doorway. That's how you get home. Um, but she basically, they have to choose whether to go home in this portal that's just opened or go back and save the girl. So it's a real moral dilemma. Do they go home and they'll be safe or the girl who's just told them the way she's in trouble with Venger? Do they go and save her and lose the chance to go home? And you get that kind of weird moral dilemma in a kid's cartoon. There's, There's quite a lot of depth to it then. Oh, but A lot, uh, lot more than you yeah. might initially think. There's another episode which is absolutely epic and if I can rip this off and make this into a film one day, I will. It's called The City at the Edge of Midnight. And this is brilliant, by the way. It's about all the kids on Earth, when they go to sleep, in their dreams, um, they have to work um, pushing the, these levers, going around in a circle, pushing these levers. All these kids are in this massive clock, basically, pushing these levers. And what they're doing? Stopping time. Because if the time ever hits midnight in this realm, then this demon dies. This demon's been dragging the kids out of their sleep in order to make them work in, inside a clock to stop it ever hitting midnight. And it's called The City at the Edge of Midnight. And it's. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. It's getting on a bit in the evening that we're recording this. Like, and I've been up for quite some time, but I'm now getting quite a headache trying to imagine this weird world that Dungeons and Dragons have created. Oh, I love it. And I now I'm trying to work it. out what you would do with it if you made it into a feature length film. I'd probably have me as Venger. Dan! That's the sound that happens when, he, when he's on screen. Um, and yeah, and they never got home in the end. We, we never see them got home. Ah. Oh. But we do, like I said, find out that Venger is Dungeon Master's son. I and mean, I think that's pretty epic. But, um, and, and how it links into some other shows that we've done is Ralph Malf yeah. from Happy Days. Yeah. Yep. He is the voice of Eric. Oh. Do you know what happened, actually, with the voice recognition on this um, particular episode? What? I immediately finished this episode and said to myself... I know that voice. Okay. Avenger. Avenger? Yeah. Okay. Don't look it up. I'll tell you. All right, right. So when I looked up the cast... I've seen um, it now, but yeah, go on. Peter Cullen. Yeah. And I was immediately going, I know Peter Cullen, but I can't for the life of me think who he voiced. And we've just mentioned him in the last <laughs> yeah. show, yeah. technically. He is the voice of Optimus Prime yes. from Transformers, the uh, movies, and... And really, if you if you don't know this fact as well, this is like a triple header triangle of voice acting wonderment. Yep, he's also the voice of Eeyore. He is from Winnie the Pooh, and he is the voice of the evil version of Kit in Knight Rider. Car, Car. yes, yes. <laughs> Who we've which we've also done by the way. Yeah, um, kind of absolute yeah, madman. I genuinely heard um, Avengers voice and thought, I know that voice. That's that's a famous voice artist right there. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then when I checked his name, and I was like, oh, I know Peter Cullen, but I, can't, I couldn't for the life of me to remember then who it was. But yeah, Optimus <laughs> Prime. So talk about, talk about very tenuous accidental link of the podcast, yeah. if there wasn't one already, for a group of young people being transported to a, a new life with these special powers... Uh, there you have it. Yeah. Uh, no, none of the other names for me stood out. I, I did look them up to see if there was any other actors who voiced stuff who went on to other f- yeah, things. Yeah, just Ralph Mouth. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't any that 
I, I particularly recognised at all, other than, say, Peter Cullen. Um, it, it, do you know what? It has obviously dated. It's very much a 1980s show. Yeah. Still, to this day, you can look at it and go, it's a 1980s show, for yep. sure. But it's it still works. I... It's, it's it's like an adventure. It's like the Fantastic Five. Um, oh, Fantastic Four. No, um, a famous five. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. Fa- it's got that kind of famous five feel to it. A bit yeah. of an Enid Blyton kind of vibe. But would you love? Um, would you love just being plucked out of your life right now? Yeah. Into a magical land. Oh yeah. Where you have amazing, magical. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Even if there's a sense of danger, if me and you were plucked right now from oh. here. And we're in magical land. I'd look at you and you'd be like, I'm up for this. Yeah. I don't know, you'd be up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Magic I would. weapons. Like, uh, yeah. I'll take the bow. You can take the invisibility cloak. Yeah, done. Uh, yeah, Boom. absolutely. I think I think this is it's just it's a bit there's a magic to this. Yeah. I think that's what it is. There's a there's a magic literally to this show about um especially if you if you grew up watching this, yep. it takes you right back to being a child. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, if if you live through this as a as a grown up and, and maybe you had kids that watched it. Yeah. It's it sort of has this magical transform, transformative power to yeah. kind of take you back to a certain time and a place. And, and for me, this this is a lot more warm, warmer. It has a lot more heart yeah, than I, Power Rangers. I, yeah, I feel more emotionally connected with the characters straight away. Even though, as I say, Eric annoyed me. <laughs> yeah. Like I, but I felt something for him. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like Hank, I kind of feel like he's the he's the leader that is not just there yet. He's like a, he's like a trainee leader. Yeah. You know? um, and. And you got Sheila looking out for Bobby because he's the little and yeah, and kind of like you you kind of genuinely invest a little bit of emotion in them and yeah. when when there's toil and trouble you, you, you kind of you feel something you genuinely kind of go ah oh, or you, you it's hard to explain but you, yeah. you you have an emotional connection and we talk about the things you have to have in a pilot episode that really grip you in and make you want to watch more and yeah and one of those is having an emotional connection with the characters that are in it. And this is yeah. animation. Yeah, and and the theme song, uh, there's more of a theme song at the end rather than the start, but the theme song at the end, I think it's called like The Eye of the Dragon or something, is uh, it's a beautiful piece of like classical music. Yeah, which violin. What, what should be synth music, yeah. because it's 80s, yeah. isn't, and it's an orchestral piece, and it's and it's beautiful. It's, it's brilliant. That, that used to be my uh, my ringtone on my, on my phone about 10 years ago. <laughs> I feel um, like it could be making a comeback sometime yeah. soon. <laughs> Uh, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. I think I've seen it before. Yeah. I mean, it was repeated yeah, millions I mean, I, of times. I, 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 I Probably think I've seen it before, um, but not enough to have ever been able to write anything down about it or remember it. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. called The Night of No Tomorrow. Yep. Um, and that's because of the whole dragons coming down to try and burn down the Helix <laughs> town. Yeah. Um, and obviously they're going to get Merlin's book to, to get mm-hmm. the spell. But you're right, it's very Stranger Things. You're right, I never even it's, made the connection. You're right. Oh, yeah, it, it I, I immediately was thinking yeah. of Stranger Things when I was watching it. I was it's, thinking, yeah. Yeah, it is. And I can see what the appeal of Stranger Things is, Yeah. given that you said last week that Dungeons & Dragons was yeah. you know, one of your favourite shows ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was no surprise to, to hear you, you know, really enjoy watching it again. Yeah. Um, it's great. It, it's great. It's It's got everything in it, I think, and... Yeah, I want to. I don't care that you've told me how it ends. <laughs> yeah. I'd still want to watch more, it's the and journey. I'd want to watch them in order as well. Actually, as a part of me, yeah. that I'd want to watch them in order yeah. to see if I can glue it together. Yeah, well, I think the the, the, the difference between the seasons <clears throat> is they obviously get a lot more confident with the characters, uh-huh. and they're more fully fleshed out in the later seasons. Um, yeah, and I just uh, just the the, the Avenger Dungeon Master dynamic is just is beautiful. 
right, okay. Let's do some scores. Let's do some scores. Um, I'll do my show first then. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, Day of the Dumpster, as I said, the episode is called. Uh, 28th <laughs> like August, 1993. Um, great theme tune. Yeah. Very short, very sort of fast-paced, simple, nothing too much to it. Uh, and because of that, I'm going to give it a six. I'm gonna I think you. I think a, a slightly generous six, but yeah. it's it's a six. It can't get much more than that. For I'm going to match you. It was going to get a five, but because it's my nephew's favourite show, it's got a six. All right, so you're going to get a twelve. Yeah, that's all right. That's not a bad score. It's, uh, it I certainly shows that it's lower. Even diehard fans of Power Rangers know that first episode isn't oh, the best. You know full well that yeah. there's no way that they've made 853 episodes since, yeah. and they're all worse than that yeah. and I don't mean that in dog, yeah, but that's not the best one of the 854 yeah. you know what I mean it's definitely better you know the red power ranger killed someone what like um, it, what, think, in real life yeah I think it was the maybe the second or third generation red Ooh. power ranger he killed his, his his housemate with a sword oh crikey yeah less said about that the better I think yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, 12 which I'll slide into the league table in a yeah. moment for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not even going to mess around. I'm giving this a nine. I thought you were going to go for ten then. I really thought <laughs> any... I thought, bang, he's going to whack in a ten here. Well, it's not, it's not the best episode of Dungeons and Dragons. That's the thing. Cause Fair point. City of the Edge at Midnight probably is. Okay. Um, and that, and would that would get, get a ten. ten. That would definitely get a ten. I'm giving this a nine because you were introduced to these characters. And I'm not joking. This, this TV show inspires me and like... Um, and it, you could probably anything you see that I've done that's been produced you can see elements of Dungeons Dragons in that um, and this cartoon's just full of magic and I still watch it all the time now so okay. yeah nine I'll match you oh that's awesome yeah I'm pleased Eight, with that 18 I, I you know I, I as you say I wrote down 8.5 but like quite often yeah. we go and watch them away separately come back together chat about it and yeah. then suddenly you feel a bit different about it you feel a bit more convinced or less convinced so uh, yeah, nice. As far as I'm concerned, that's an 18 out of 20. Please with that. Please with that. Every day of the week. So to slide that into the league table, uh, 18 points puts it alongside The Walking Dead, The Good Place, Westworld, Battlestar Galactica, Halt and Catch Fire, yeah, and Dawson's Creek. From a few I weeks back, we gave Dawson's Creek that yeah. high score. Yeah, it was brilliant actually. Dungeons and Dragons. I'm pleased with, with the 18s now. Uh, that's a good. That's a good solid spot on the league table. And. Yeah. Um, down towards the 12 mark and pop in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Rangers. Uh, That's going to go alongside the IT crowd, Friends, Everybody Loves Raymond and MacGyver. Uh, I thought MacGyver got more than that. Uh, The theme song was great. Apparently not. Yeah. Apparently not. So I guess we've got to talk about what we're going to do next week. Genuinely don't actually have an idea. I don't have an idea either. So So what what TV shows have we done recently? We've done a lot of well, uh, yeah. Cartoons. I was going to say the last the last few weeks we've obviously we've just done uh, cartoons for there. Yeah, we've had Murder Week the week before the week Creek, <laughs> Creek Week. Creek um, Week. Before that was Fraggle Rock and Animaniacs. Okay. Before that Atlanta and RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, that was good. It's a lot of variety going on. Yeah, a lot of variety. You go first though. So okay. it's, up, it's up to you, pal. Where do you want to go? Well, what I wouldn't thinking? mind actually, just because the second series is. Uh, that's recently gone onto Netflix. Okay. I wouldn't mind doing Jessica Jones. Oh. Only because uh, we haven't done Jessica Jones before, have we? 
No, I don't think we have. Yeah, because I'd really like to talk about how um, the the comic that Jessica Jones sprang from is Alias, and it's one of my favourite ever, ever Marvel comics. So I'd really like to talk about the first episode of uh, Jessica Jones, if that's right. Okay, well, I think it's a fairly uh, simple response from me then, because likewise, the second season's just landed on Netflix as well, from the same little group of uh, Marvel characters. Yeah. Luke Cage. Makes perfect sense. Uh, I really enjoyed season one. Yeah. And now very excited that season two is here. Yeah. So let's do the two Marvels against each other perfect Jessica Jones Luke Cage yep. Bish Bash Bosh Jobs are good oh and that reminds me because uh, of Netflix Glow the new series of Glow is out on Netflix on Friday yes it is been listening to Mark Maron's podcast recently mm. he's very good he's very good um, hi Mark he's a fan of this <laughs> he is way. a fan yeah um, cool alright Jessica Jones and Luke Cage next week yeah sweet uh, if you've seen Sweet the Christmas. Um, if you've seen the first episodes of those two and want to give you comments, you're very welcome to do so. That's fine by us. Yep. You can find us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Jed Shepherd. At Jed Shepherd. J E D S H E P H E R D. Jed Shepherd. Uh, and yes, with the singing bit as well. <laughs> and I am at the Jellyman. That's T H E Jellyman. Yeah. Uh, so tweet us uh, your thoughts on the shows if you want, uh, or. Give us your suggestions. Yeah. Shows you're watching, new ones, old ones, yeah, grown-up ones, childish ones, whatever you like. Do you know what? If there's ones from the 70s, I feel like we've done 60s, we've done 80s, 90s. Yeah. We haven't done much from the 70s. I tell you what, if there's anything brand new out... like or brand new. Brand, yeah. brand new, 2018 new, yeah, uh, original stuff, yeah. then throw the suggestion this way. It could be, could be BBC, it could be Netflix, it could be Amazon, it could be Channel 4, it could be yeah. US... Please, but please, it could be please. Japanese. We don't Ooh, care. We've done, attack, we've done Attack on Titan. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so literally anything goes. Yeah. But it's got to be good. You know, try and compete for the top spot. Exactly. Exactly. That's what they should be trying to do. Not giving us these weird ones. Also, th- please don't suggest um, uh, Sex in the City. We're going to leave that to last. It's on the list, guys. I'm going to yeah. do it, and I'm going to convince him. I'm going to convince him. Don't worry. We should do. We should do. You know, the end of July is uh, Comic Con Manchester. We could. Well, you can't do that, can you? Uh, I'll have a. I'll have a consultation have a date with my diary. Okay. We we, we might do Comic Con Manchester. We'll Maybe. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. If not, we can do Comic Con London in October. Always an option. Yeah. It Always is. an option. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there right. anyway. So. Okay. Cool. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage next week. Uh, you know what we are on Twitter. So thank you very much for listening in this week. If you haven't subscribed already, do so now, please, via your podcast app of choice, or you can do it from the Post Pop Podcasts website, mm-hmm. postpoppodcasts.com forward slash the pilot. Uh, and if you can rate and review us, that would be awesome as well. Much appreciated. Uh, whack us a five stars in there and just put stick a poo emoji in there. All we want is your poo. And just put your <laughs> smiley poo. That's all we want. <laughs> all right, done. Another episode in the bag of the pilots. Yeah, and that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile.